0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Next week, a middle school in New York City will offer what some are describing as a as controversial but optional two-day exercise for 7th and 8th graders. They'll reportedly have the opportunity, if they'd like, to divide into five racial groups to explore how race influences their experiences. The group that decides not to participate will discuss a question the principal writes as, why are we even talking about racial identity? The principal, who's black, reportedly explained the details uh, in a recent email to parents and says she offered the option to students because she feels the school has not done a good job of addressing racial issues. And because she says the students themselves express an interest in the topic of race, parents at the school have mixed reactions. Joining me now to discuss is Democratic strategist and former political director for Jamie Harrison's South Carolina Senate run, Bree Maxwell, and social justice commentator Dr. Omekonga uh, <laughs> Ome- Davinca. I think I got that right. Uh, thank you, sir, uh, uh, and thank you, um, Bree, for joining us. I'll start with you, Brie. Uh, what do you think about this because you know on first blush we talked about this in our meeting today on first blush it seemed like this is crazy it's segregationist but you can understand on some level why this is done you know when in the old days i don't know what what uh sexual education is like now but they used to separate the boys from the girls because they thought that they would be more honest <laughs> if they were not you know kind of like kind of groups and not have the pressure of the a girl or a boy you know kind of giggling at them if they asked a the question is that the same thing that's happening here
2: no charles we have to admit sex and race are two totally different things and i think with us separating, <laughs> yes that's true. with us separating, <laughs> with us separating the groups we don't know how everybody feels so you have whites asians and mixed students in one group and then you have african-americans and hispanics in another group so if i'm the black student in the class i don't know how my white counterparts feel So no, I think this has to be a situation where whomever is uncomfortable discussing race, they're gonna have to put their pride aside so we can figure out how everybody else thinks. Because at this day, I still wanna know how my white peers think. Even I wanna know how white Democrats feel about race. So I think this is a situation where we are just appeasing white people. So we as black people don't have to know what they're thinking. And I I don't think it's a good idea.
1: Uh, Dr. DeBinger, I mean, one thing about this school is that the population that is black is tiny. Uh, And so and because Mm -hmm. the principal is also black, I mean, it it seemed to be that there was some idea of not necessarily shielding the white kids, but actually giving the black kids a safe space to talk if they wanted to be separate and talk. Do you think that that Mm -hmm. it is valuable or important that they gave them the option? So it wasn't that they said you must go into your separate groups is that if you want to you feel safer you feel whatever you can do that and if you don't want to do it we'll just put you into a a mixed group
0: i I think that the intentions of of the principal are are in the right place in terms of what she's trying to do but this opt-out issue that that's a serious problem because people have been opting out on having to have conversations about race Forever. We know the situations that we deal with right here and on the Black News Channel, people can just choose to ignore if they want. And so I feel like this is also something that can be a cover to protect many of the white families who choose not to engage. I think two of the other problems is number one, I, mean, I, I went on their website, I don't see an actual definition of racism. So in these different conversations, if you haven't defined what racism is, one person is talking about individual racism, the other one's talking about systemic racism, no one's going to meet at the same point. And then lastly, even within our own communities, we have intra-racial issues. My parents are Congolese-American. Charles, you're from the South. We, you know, you're from a different part of the States. We all know within our own community, we have our own issues. So just to label us all African-American and put us in our own groups as it relates to that, that can also be problematic. So I appreciate the intention, but I feel like it's a little misguided.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. North Louisiana, where I'm from, is a whole other country uh but Bree, yes. i want to I ask you this as well does it matter that it's just two year two days out of the year i mean it's not that they're saying for the entire time that we have this as part of our curriculum you have to be separated they're, they it seems to me they're just saying you have these two days where we're going to give you a chance you know to go away and you know say what you need to say not go away if you don't want to and say what you need to say in in mixed company does that matter, is, does that make it any better that it's just a two-day moment to do this?
2: No, I think it makes it even worse because you're having to say everything that you feel within two days. This should be something that's probably a semester or maybe a quarter. I don't think two days is enough time to have these conversations. And as the doctor said previously that, you know, within our own culture, we have interracial issues. As a, as a child from the South, growing up in South Carolina, I can tell you some stories about some interracial issues. So <laughs> even on top of us separating from whites, blacks, Hispanics, and Asians, we also need to talk about the colorism issues that we face within our own communities. So two days is definitely not enough time. 48 hours, absolutely not.
1: Dr. DeMiglia, mm-hmm. the, the other part of this that's complicated is this is more of... How the children would self-identify, but as we get into a more you know twenty-three and Me kind of a space, where mm-hmm. people start to learn that even if I identify, that's, I, I'm not any all of anything. There's a little bit of something in all of us, apparently. That's what the twenty-two and Me mm-hmm. data keeps showing us. So mm-hmm. does it become counterproductive? Kind of to do it in this way, to have people self-identify by rigid standards and then say, you know, go to your corner uh, with your kind.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And when affinity groups, when done right, can be very effective. But again, we're also dealing with middle school students who are dealing with their own issues relating to identity. But whether we're talking about corporate spaces I work in or schools or government groups, the idea is the same. When you sit here and say, you know, you can go and self-identify and then go in these spaces, what do you do when you have somebody who is who might be mixed and then decides to go into the group with black students? Black students might be upset or, or, or goes to a group of Asian students, right? And so I think that you also can put, as you were saying, kind of an additional unnecessary pressure on the students. Going off of what Bree was saying, this needs to be a year-round thing and needs to just not be with the students. Parents have to be involved in this conversation, the staff, the, as well as the board of directors. This has to be a top-down approach as it relates to conversations about race. And so I feel like they are missing the mark. And I also noticed on their website that they don't even have a diversity statement. And when you don't have a diversity statement, that is your diversity statement. So they have more work to do on this particular issue. Right.
1: Bre, Bre, do you see any, I know you said, you know, the sex education thing is not a great parallel. Do you see any parallels out there? boys and girls schools uh uh lgbt people you know uh, sometimes having a separate space people at colleges having their own you know kind of black student union or whatever i went to an hbcu it was a separating experience and i liked it you know and, and we it wasn't that we didn't have conversation about race we had a lot of conversations about race and culture and whatever and i did it separately from the the, the whole, and I thought it was, it was healthy for me to have that space to breathe and not be, you know, in the space with everybody else having to have that conversation. Do you see any parallel that you think is helpful as it relates to this?
2: So I'm from the South and I attended HBCU too. So those four years were great four years where I was able to be black, blackity black, right? When I work for the Office of Congressman <laughs> Claren, it felt great where I can just be black, black, be black. But what I also realize is when I step outside my house and I'm not in those black spaces, I'm a minority all over again. So I have the rest of my life to be a minority, but when I have that time frame to be in those black spaces, it's a great thing. But when we are having conversations about race, especially with middle school children, high school kids or what have you, I think we need to be together because they have to really understand why some people do not wanna have critical race theory in the school. They have to understand the formation of this country and why things are the way they are. According to 23andMe, I'm 3% Asian, so what if I decided to go into the group with the Asian kids, but here I am, <laughs> clearly an African-American woman. So I think it's, it's great to be able to have those moments to breathe, but I also think when we are having conversations about race, we need to be together so we can figure out how we can be on the same page.
1: Mm-hmm. This is a fascinating story. I, I'm really interested to see how this works out for that school and those students, and hopefully we'll be able to <laughs> yeah. get somebody the school uh, on after they do this. Bree Maxwell and Dr. O Oomekonga Dabinga. I think I got nailed at that time. You got to give me that. You Thank go. you for joining me tonight. I really <laughs> appreciate it. I appreciate your time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.